Hey, you're listening to Melissa Unscripted, and we want you to know we love our listeners. We especially love when they send us ideas for new episodes they like to hear, and when they subscribe so they don't miss an episode. So share your ideas, hit the subscribe button, and keep listening. I have a question for you. I, I saw I was uh, walking the dog the other day and I saw this house for sale. It's not something I'm looking for because I know it's way out of my budget, but it's an auction. It's an online auction. I'm trying to get certified to do like concierge auctions, which mm-hmm. is um, for higher end properties. And so there's a couple of, like, you know, my club view listing. I think we're going to try and do that with a concierge auction. What, what does that mean? Well, it means they they advertise it all over the world and they kind of, there are two different ways to do it. A seller can say, you know what, I'll just take whatever you can get for it. Or this is my bottom line. I won't take any less than this. And it's interesting how it works because the guy's really cool. I mean, he goes to Dubai, he goes down to the Caribbean. I told him, I said, I'd like to work for you. I mean, a little bit. Cause I mean, I just thought, you know, I mean, wouldn't that be kind of an interesting way to do it? Yeah, I mean, and you can't take time off to go on vacation anyway, so you might as well work and exactly. work in the Caribbean where you can have a vacation and work at the same time. <laughs> You're listening to Melissa Unscripted, the show that brings you tips, tales, and the truth about the real estate world. I'm your host, Dave Wilson. With me always is the nationally ranked real estate agent and mentor, Melissa Greer. And, and a sad thing, but I do want to, I do want to mention him because he's very important to me is um, the, my, our broker in charge and the, you know, the owner of our company before Berkshire Hathaway bought it, Eddie Yost passed away in early April. And um, I've worked for him since 1990. Eddie Yost was a great realtor in Greensboro and he reminded me a lot of my mother because they were realtors about the same time. And, um, it's just that, that that's a I really feel in this time where we can't get together and mourn our losses I feel it when I go to my office because I know he's not there and he was there right before we went in um shelter in place but anyway not to bring it down but I was just thinking about you know just how the positives but how things have really changed and yeah. they probably will stay this way you know, we always do this when my yard people come. <laughs> I think that's what I think that that's what Macy Gray was barking. <laughs> I need um, isn't that funny? Can you, you hear? Introduce it? Macy Gray to everybody on the podcast. I will. We will. She, I mean, just tell her. Tell us about Macy Gray. Macy Gray is the sweetest dog, <laughs> except she's got a loud bark when she's protecting me. But um, now I rescued Macy Gray about a year and a half ago and someone found her in a parking lot in January and she was basically four weeks old ish and weighed about just under three pounds. I mean, she weighed, I think, I don't know why it sticks in my mind, but she weighed 2.7 pounds and um, they dropped her off at my, the veterinarian that I use North Elm animal clinic. I'll just give them a shout out. No, I use them too. (laughs) She had been living at the vet for two weeks since they found her in the parking lot. And I mean, she was so little and cute, but literally from the start, 
she was just this amazing old soul dog. And then she comes and I bring her in. And the first thing she does when I get out of the car is goes and jumps in this puddle. And then she went to the bathroom outside, which I wasn't used to because my previous dogs didn't understand that that's where they went. From then, she's just been this awesome dog. I mean, I really, she loves every person. She loves every dog. She wants everyone to love her. She represents the best of me. <laughs> and my dog I had before that I'd had, I had a dog for 16 years that was an Italian Greyhound. And I think as much as I loved her, she was like my child, but she represented the worst of me. She was kind of neurotic. <laughs> she was a little bit, I mean, it, she had a little bit, I don't know, it's interesting. I love them both for different reasons, but Macy's just easy. I named her Macy Grave after the singer. And I always say, and people were probably sick of hearing it when I describe her, she's confident but submissive when she needs to be, which I love in a person or a dog. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a great way to be because you're confident, but yet you can give a little bit. You don't have to always be the one. Well, you have to be confident to be able to give a little bit. Yeah. I mean, if I see you in yeah. themselves can't, can't step back and, you know, let things happen or... Or, turn, admit, they're or wrong. admit they're wrong or turn the cheek, you know, or, or yeah. not escalate something just because they need to. No, it's, it's interesting. I've, I've learned so much about being able to admit that I make mistakes and I'm wrong. And it's very liberating. It's freeing for anyone. And I think you do have to have, I think it took me building a lot of confidence in what I do and who I am to be able to admit that I'm not perfect and that I do make mistakes and and I think that so me so me living yeah, yeah. the lifestyle of I may not always be right, but I'm never wrong. It and healthy. <laughs> no, I, but I you know I have some really good friends who live that lifestyle, and maybe some family members, <laughs> and probably most of my employees. <laughs> no, I don't know about you. Our business is so crazy right now. It's busy as it can be, and I don't know if it's the pent up demand because we were shut down for a while or. The fact that a lot of people who were going to house hunt ended up delaying or the interest, interest rates rate, are so yeah. crazy good. I mean, that people are just really trying to either make a move or refinance, but preferably not refinance because yeah. that doesn't help us at all. But, but, um, no, you, it's just been insane. Do you I mean, think we're on like a bubble right now? You know, I mean, it's kind of weird. I do. Prices I think, are, prices are, you know, everybody's buying, buying for at price or yeah. above. Um, I have a friend who built uh, four condos in Durham, really nice high-end condos, and they've been three of them have been sitting empty for four years now. And then this past weekend, all three of them sold for above asking wow. price. I'm like, it's it's a little crazy. I mean, I think that we're seeing. It's interesting. I don't know. I think that everything is selling for top dollar, which is great for sellers. Um, I think the multiple offers are stressful for buyers. But there are ways to navigate that. And I think, you know, it's a great place for a seller to be. I think that um, sellers during the recession, it was terrible for sellers. So it's almost like I think everything comes around and it's a cycle. I worry, you know, I worry that next year we may see a little bit of a correction in the market. But it'll be interesting to see. I think a lot of this is really driven by the interest. I mean, interest rates, they're... they're three percent. I mean, and some lower. Lower. I mean, I've always gotten an adjustable rate mortgage. It's interesting. 
most of my clients don't, they get a fixed rate. I like an adjustable because I think it's more fun. Like you can kind of watch, it's a little bit riskier, but it can go down just as much as it can go up. And you can really, the one thing I love about an adjustable rate mortgage is every, at the end of the fixed rate period, they're going to adjust your payment based on what you owe, not what you first borrowed. So if you lock yourself in a fixed rate, you can never do that unless you refinance. So I like it. I mean, I've always had good luck with them. Yeah. Um, but now I think my rate on, I mean, it just dropped and I think it's a, it's under three. I mean, that's just that's to, to insane, me. Amazing. Yeah. I'd love not to have a mortgage. Have you ever not? Had you know, a I have, I have less than five years left on my house to buy it off. Really? We played a game. We bought the house. Um, we got a, 80-20 loan because it was our first house because we didn't want to pay PMI. Mm -hmm. right. So we did 80% loan and a, and a 20%, I forget what it was. Um, so we didn't have to pay PMI. And then after like two years, we just got a 30-year fix. Rates dropped. We could do it. We had enough equity in the house that we wouldn't have to pay PMI. And then late, rates dropped again. You know, this was when rates were dropping below 6%. Everybody was freaking out. And we got it. Um, we we renegotiate. We refied again, and then we refied to a fifteen year, and we basically kept the same payment throughout, and cut off twelve years the the last time we refied, that's just because awesome. rates kept dropping. So that's how we played that game. So we, you know, had a fifteen year loan ten years ago, and now we're at five five years left. So we're debating on whether to sell or keep paying ourselves. It's nice well, to sell right now. Because I think it's nice to, I think you should sell. Yeah. <laughs> I think well, you should sell and buy. I would love to sell right now and then rent somewhere for like a little while to let the market kind of cool down mm -hmm. a little bit and then start looking you know, at people, you can't you rent know, There are people who are doing that. I, I had a closing yesterday and the, the people were my clients who sold the house and they're really good friends of mine and they're renting because they just said, we don't really know what we want or where we want to be. And we feel like next year is going to be better to buy. And that makes me feel good because then I can look forward to some sales next year. Yeah, I think investment properties are a good thing right now, because even if you pay a little bit more, the rents always are good. And what we see is if we get into a correction in the market next year, I think you'll see more people renting just like you just said, is there are going to be people who either move and can't sell their houses or whatever. And that's where the rental market back in the recession went crazy and rents never dropped. I mean, with the forbearance, I think they're saying there'll be some foreclosures. There'll be some things coming up based on, you know, what we're going through now. So that's something, you know, that'd be a good topic. That'd be a good topic for a podcast is investment property and you know, just what, what the benefits are. I think we need to throw out on my social media topics that people would like for us to cover on our podcast. So we can talk about right anything, thing. but, I, but we, we love for it to be helpful for, for others. And in a way, or if there's some specific thing they want to know more about, we could certainly get a guest that would come help elaborate on that as long as long as they're clean and we can talk about it in public. <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't, you know, gotten ourselves in trouble yet that we've been very clean and 
proper and that is so not our conversations outside the podcast (laughs) but now now i will say i've got so many people who want to come with us on dave and melissa's day of fun when are, we've got to be able to do that soon well, i mean i mean obviously we gotta wait. we gotta wait till we I can do that because right now you we gotta can't, wait yeah. yeah we can't do we gotta wait till the right phase when is the right phase for david melissa's day of the faded phase. <laughs> no that's funny though it is i meant to tell you that i just whenever anybody mentions the podcast that's what they want but we're do. gonna make it happen you hear that America? we are in canada and where else we're people listening France. To France? We yes. got, yeah remember yeah. <laughs> i keep looking <laughs> We need to invite that person on our podcast. I think though, I'm gonna have to get to work soon. Have we covered everything that we need to cover? Here? I don't think we covered yeah, or, or anything. We co- <laughs> I'm just saying this is this might not. Maybe if you'll edit this and put this in the beginning, this might not be our best one. <laughs> and I'm not sure what the takeaway is, but we've enjoyed this. I've, I've enjoyed catching up with you, just us for a minute. I know what the takeaway is. My best BS answer I could give you. The takeaway is sometimes you just have to get together and talk without having a purpose. And I I feel sorry for the people who are listening to this podcast because they had to be a part of it. (laughs) I know. Please edit this down to where at least it'll hold somebody's attention. (laughs) Okay, it's fun. I got to run though. Take care. I'll see you next time. All right, take care. Melissa Unscripted is produced by Tiger Moth Creative, helping businesses and nonprofits leverage the power of their story. Find links and show notes at melissagreer.com, and so you'll never miss a show, subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. And make sure you give us a good rating. That's it for now. See you next time.